Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Liam Brown, who is the Corporate Partnerships Manager for Knights Esports Group. Liam, how you doing? Doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with just telling us a little bit more about yourself, mm. what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I've been a lifetime gamer since I was around eight years old and really started to pull in a lot of that passion for gaming and tying in some of the uh, things that I had learned in school when I was in college and university over at the um, University of Pittsburgh. And I found esports relatively late in the game. And I'm really a testament to someone who couldn't find their life path and their true passion very late in the game. And imagine the kind of stress that, you know, that put my parents under, changed my major three times, changed my career five different times. And finally, um, I was able to see that I had a true passion for esports and gaming and bringing people together amidst a really, really crazy uh, times, which was in, in, during COVID. And this was like one of the first years that it was like COVID university, really. And in this virtual setting, people were still able to experience friend friendships, um, grow their friend groups and be a part of a VAR or, or even a varsity sports experience in a purely virtual environment. And seeing people break out of their shells in this space really inspired me to bring my passion uh, to, to this space as a whole. So I found out that the city I was based in had an esports team. And after talking to them for a little bit, it was the most logical uh, move that I could make after university because of all the really, really cool things that this team and, and this organization in particular is doing to lead the esports and gaming space as a whole. And um, that's really where I wanted to divert my passion. And as far as a lot of the things that I like to do, I love to make content with, with my friends. And I, you know, I love to, I find a lot of enjoyment in bettering myself and helping to better like my friend group and um, in that way. And, and again, bringing people together. So those are some of the things that I like to do for fun. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what games do you like the best? Do you have a type of game genre? Um, right. So I'm, I'm stuck between two different types of games. The kind of like third person, kind of gritty like uh single player experience so like star wars the force unleashed is something that i go to it's an older game title uh either this or vanquish for kind of like that shooter or kind of like gritty experience um or the they don't make these anymore but the uh the telltale games so like really it's a true choose your own adventure uh narrative where all of the endings are like completely different and i really got turned on to this with uh, telltale's the walking dead um and then I played the first one I played was Michonne's story because I was just like, oh, she's got a sword. That's so cool. You know, so I went in and I played a little bit and and those kinds of where I can kind of immerse myself in the story um, or or hack and slash from a third person perspective are probably my favorites. Then uh, my second favorites has got to be like the first person shooters. You know, I'll, I'll play Call of Duty just for the campaign. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those guys, one of those weirdos. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. And so gaming 
bringing people together. That's what you like to do for fun. You've been a gamer since you were eight, but you're also yoked. So do you want to talk <laughs> about that or do you want to just kind of slide past it? No, we can. I mean, one thing that people are beginning to understand is one at the professional level of esports. These are young athletes who are doing everything in their power to not only lengthen their career by developing healthy habits, but also increasing overall brain connectivity and um, like overall brain cognition. So they're going to be exercising, finding out what types of cardio work best for them, hiring dietitians to come on as full-time staff to make sure that their diet's in line. Because then uh, on when that's taken into account, the performance in game on the competitive scene skyrockets. And also on the flip side at the grassroots level, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, but in, in the content circles that I'm in, you know, gamers and lifters are watching the same anime. They're playing the same video games, you know, uh, like I always gravitate towards Baki or Kengan Ashra or, or Dragon Ball Z. And there's all these people that want to look like the characters themselves and emulate those values that the main character, I mean, it's like Shonen Jump style, like main characters, like I want to be the strongest, or I want to be the best, but they, then they want to emulate that in real life. And again, I'll say it. I'll say it until I'm like blue in the face, bringing people together and in the healthiest ways possible. You know, with gaming, I'm able to make sure that people are experiencing friendships, even in a virtual setting. And on the health and wellness side, uh, I'm I'm really able to influence other people in the most healthy way possible, right? Yeah. And of course, there's like the joke. It's just like, oh, you know, my 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 friends are so healthy. We just go to the gym all the time. And then they're like blasting 600 milligrams of caffeine and like, you know, blasting their eardrums with loud music. That That's not obviously, you know, that's not the case. But um, from, from the fitness side, it's another way to bring people together in the healthiest way possible. And it's such a, it's, it's a really positive community when you, when you get into it, you know, so yeah, that, that's probably all I got to say about that. And also working out is fun, pushing yourself. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Well, cool, man. And so you are the corporate partnerships manager for Knights Esports Group. Now, I'm not big on esports, but what I know Knights Esports Group, like, are they as big as like Ninja's the only person that comes to mind for me? Yeah, no, um, that, that's a fantastic question. So Ninja would be would be classified as a, sort of an influencer in the space. And he is a professional uh, Fortnite player. And Fortnite is a single player uh, game. So there there are different esports organizations that have Fortnite players. Um, esports organizations as can also have teams in different team sports or different single player sports and have multiple teams in multiple different gaming titles. So uh, the Knights esports, we, we ourselves, we have a roster of four separate uh, teams that compete in titles like Rainbow Six Siege, iRacing, Madden, uh, and Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Right? And with that being said, that is our competitive uh, team presence that we have. And then also a lot of these organizations will have uh, influencers on the side that help to further their overall audience spread and audience segmentation and who they're able to appeal to. Uh, because those content creators, sure, they're not competing, but they're still relatively good at the game. And they're also these wild, wacky personalities that people just love to be a part of. So in esports, the you know, you're going to have a bunch of different teams that are a part of a single organization. And, you know, that's that that's probably the best way to put the competitive side. And then as far as like governing bodies, depending on who the gaming developer is, that is going to be the governing body for that specific league. So just like the NFL 
governs football, just like the NHL governs hockey. Um, you know, over here, like Riot Games governs uh, League of Legends and also Valorant. You know, they they run the whole competitive scene there. Um, you know, and and so on, so on and so forth with, mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. So. Yep. I see. I see. And so Knights Esports Group, you said you guys have four teams? Yeah, we have four teams. And, you know, one of the reasons that I call us like an esports group and not just an esports team is because we because we transcended just competitive presence. Right. Um, we have four. We're, we're technically three companies looped into one. And, and that's one of the things that really sets us apart from other esports teams is because, you know, on the first the the first column, we have the Knights, which is the four teams and the influencers uh, on, on that wing. And then the, the second column is going to be Knights Arena. Every sports team has a home stadium where they host like a bunch like different events and talent. We have the same thing, only ours is entirely virtual. Our Knights Arena is hosted on Twitch, and we're, we're one of the only esports organizations in the world to regularly run competitive events on our home stage for prizing at the blessings of the developers, right? So it's we're able to bring the professionals and the amateurs onto our stage and have them compete for money and still make sure that they're um, at the top of Valorant or Rocket League or Apex Legends and have bragging rights. Um, and then also when with developer relationships, we're also running the entirety of the Valorant Challengers League uh, for Riot Games. So Valorant is the most popular esport on the market right now. 5v5, first-person shooter, fast-paced gameplay with superpowers. And... Um, you know, we're running the entire competitive scene for all of North America. So, you know, we're, we're an esports team and we had to shrink our roster down to not include Valorant so that we could run Valorant. It'd be a little bit corrupt if we had a Valorant team and we were also running the competitive space. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of be like weird like that. So um, and then on the third side, uh, we are a tech company and a tech developer uh, with the guys over at um with some different software developers that allow us to code different technology into their overall experiences for the, for the brand side. So, um, you know, we're the things that set us apart is just the things that we do and actions speak loud of the words. And we're really trying to facilitate the path to pro environment, bring people together and make sure that everybody kind of has a level playing field in this space. Um, and, and that's why I call us an esports organization as opposed to just esports team. Yeah. You know? I got you. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to understand how the cash flow works. Yeah, man. Of course. Yeah. So that, that's a really good question. And, and I get it all the time. So as far as the revenue model breakdown, we get paid by different developers, obviously, to be a part of the competitive scene in their gaming title, because at the end of the day, the competitive side of esports or the competitive side for that specific gaming title is going to be the marketing for that gaming title so that they can get more players at the end of the day. You know, it. a lot of games will follow the freemium model. So, you know, you can get, take part in the initial base experience but if you want to be up at the pros level you can start to engage in those microtransactions and things like that then on the other the, on the flip side we get um paid in prizing money uh when we do win or place in these different competitions and then on the third side is going to be sponsorships and partnerships and and that's kind of where i come in and where we find brands that want to help elevate esports and gaming overall and really take a stab at how we can bring the 18 to 35 high income, a very highly engaged audience group that we represent 
uh, to a brand in an authentic way and bring solutions that this audience group truly needs. And, and don't just like, um, you know, bring like large, large companies that want to just throw cash at the problem. And, and we really want to bring sponsorships and partnerships into the space that help to grow the space from an infrastructure standpoint, a talent standpoint. Um, and, and, and that's where, you know, kind of the, the revenue model takes place, you know? Okay. So yeah. we got partnerships with, I'm guessing bigger brands. Like you're trying to get like Coca-Cola type sponsorships or are you trying to get like small, nope. medium business types? We, we want it all. I mean, we've worked with small brands and we worked with larger brands on temporary and long-term campaigns. You know, we worked with, uh, oh, so most recently we did the gaming live stream for Wiz Khalifa and his Taylor gang uh, two weeks ago. I believe it was on a Wednesday and we did like a full live stream. Uh, you know, the Steelers, Pirates and Wiz and his Taylor gang, there are there are strategic partners. So they were the first ones to invest in us back in 2017. And we do stuff with them all the time. So, you know, we brought on a whiskey sponsor for that event. We brought on um, uh, eyeglassware uh, brands and and each of the brands that wanted to be a part of either these smaller activations with these small with these events or they want to be a part of like different social campaigns or influencers we bring them in and, and we assess their goals and it's like okay this is how we can make it work in the best way that fits your goals and that can happen with a smaller group that has possibly a smaller budget or a larger group that wants to do a test and learn in this space right so i've penciled in campaigns with my team that are in the lower like the you know the um like five figures and then in the higher and like the seven figures, but it's all about the goals and it's all about how we can make those off seem more authentic to, to the audience. So yeah, it can be bigger or smaller. We just want them. We just want them to be involved. Really? Okay. So yeah. we got sponsorships, mm -hmm. we got prize money. And what was the third one? And the, and the third one was really the connections with the developers themselves mm -hmm. so that we can compete in their games and, and we're getting paid from from the developers themselves. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So like, uh, who who'd you mention? Riot for Valorant. Yeah, Riot Games. Okay, I see. I yeah, see. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Riot okay. Games. I mean, Nether Realm. You know, for and like Capcom for for some of like those games. We compete in like Street Fighter and and Mortal Kombat as well. You know, yeah. so is there yeah. any is there any e gaming or Esports, yeah. <laughs> I said e is there any? Uh, e you're you're kind of showing your age there, Tim. E gaming, huh? E gaming, yeah, really. <laughs> hey, wait, is e gaming like? Is it a thing? No, e no. It just it's esports. It's like when people say e gaming or e athletes. I just I'm just like, well, I think come around the other way. I think I'm younger uh, than you. Oh wait, how old are you? Twenty four. Oh okay, yeah, I'm twenty five. <laughs> but but you're still you know you're talking way I'm, you're I'm talking very, like I'm 50 right very mature for your age <laughs> we'll, we'll go we'll go with that <laughs> yeah I got you cool man yeah. uh, is there any esports for like World of Warcraft or something like that yeah the competitive scene for World of Warcraft is still out there competitive scene for World of Warcraft and Starcraft uh, two Dota those guys are still players in the space the audience demographic. It does skew a little bit older because these are people that got into the game and they've kind of just like stuck with it. So so they they tend to skew a little bit older. Valorant also skews a little bit older because that's porting over the audience from the CSGO days because Valorant is basically CSGO with superpowers and more abilities and um and and like it, it ties in there. Rocket League is gonna skew a little bit younger, right? It's a very, very family friendly title, you yeah. know. 
Yeah, but um, World of Warcraft is still there. There's the, there's a lot of people who stream World of Warcraft still, like a lot. I yeah, I I I never really got. I didn't get into too many Blizzard games, you know, when I was now we're on the come up. I think the biggest MMORPG I probably was a part of was um, Star Wars: The Old Republic, mm. which was a lot, which was a lot of fun. That was like my first real multiplayer experience. And, you know, my parents had always told me never to talk to strangers. So I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I'm just seeing, I, I'm just seeing a public chat. And I'm like, Ew. yeah, it, Ew. That's, <laughs> you know? funny. that's so funny. Yeah. Well, cool, man. So I, we've usually jump into motivation now, but it sounds like yeah. you really like bringing people together amidst crazy. That times. is, yeah, that is, that is my motivation. Yeah. 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 Kind of got that, got that earlier. Well, let's go ahead and jump into dreams and goals then, man. What's your vision for your career and your life? I think my my vision as as far as in my career is to be one of the best connectors in the space and be the one person that specializes in telling the story for this ever-changing audience group in an authentic way. And I can take any campaign and really make it seem lucrative and and make it perform. Uh, with the resources that are given to me with with whatever uh, you know organization that I'm representing. And one of the reasons that I chose the Knights is because I truly believe that this is a team that can that I, I have such I have the best reach for. This is the one team that's de truly self-dependent. It has so much infrastructure built out in the back end so that it's truly self self-sufficient. Um, and you know we've got a really good team here. So I think that that is truly my goal to to act as the, as a connector and somebody who can tell the story and truly represent this, this let's face it, young industry on yeah. on the on the global scale, and obviously I got a lot I got a lot of work to do there, but um, you know that's that that's really the main goal of my career, and then you know as far as like the the smaller goals, it's going to be like help my parents fix up the house and you know things like that, you know, yeah, <laughs> with 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 income from from this right so. Um, and then you know beach beach house and like a solar yacht that could be pretty that could be pretty cool. Beach house and solar yacht, huh? dude. A solar yacht that's where it's at, man. You can just go and just go. Are there currently solar yachts out there? Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're out there. Have you not seen these things, dude? I'll, no. I'll send I'll send you some thing. I'll send you some stuff afterwards. This they're so cool. That's where it's at. Either that or a small modular nuclear reactor, uh, uh, uh yacht. That's still in testing. But small modular nuclear reactors, that's like definitely the future of from from like the energy side. I gotcha. I gotta get yeah. out more. <laughs> Dude, I work from home. I, I I work from home and and I'm blessed to live close to my gym. So I, I, I go between my here, the gym, and and like the pirates and like the, the Steelers Stadium. And then <laughs> I, I like come back here. Well well our offices are in the same offices as the Steelers. Oh. So like we're yeah, we're down the hall. Like I yeah. Solid. Yes, it would. Yeah, no, it's it's fun because because I remember there's this one time, this was like last year we were doing Rib Fest and this was the first time Rib Fest was at Heinz, which is now Acrisure Stadium, and it was at it was Rib the Rib Fest at Acrisure Stadium, and we did a show match with our Madden players and some of the linebackers from the Steelers, and I didn't know they made clothes that big. I, I didn't. I'm just like seeing these, and also I didn't know that our gaming chairs that we had. We're able to support guys who were like 380 pounds of just muscle. And I'm just like, I'm just like looking at these chairs. And I'm like, I don't think that or the metal railing is going to stop him if he falls through. <laughs> but it did. 
it, it saved him. So oh, he okay. still he lost the show match though. He did he got he got smashed. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously doesn't know how to play as himself in the game, which imagine that. Yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So right now we got be one of the best connectors in the esports space and tell the story of this ever changing audience in esports well. So yeah, can... and I think the the one the one last passion is is really to bring the health and wellness side with the and the health and wellness you know industry and category and and bring it and bring that and esports and gaming together the you know and 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 to truly disrupt that stereotype of like oh well well gamers are just like those those cheeto eating you know unkept teens in their grandma's basement and obviously i could like say more malicious things about that about that stereotype but like you know that that's one that i truly want to like step away like i will i have a walking desk which i'm not going to be on a walking desk for a podcast but um that, that's why i'm not standing right now but I, I i use my walking desk whenever i game you know i'll i'll do push-ups during a loading screen and god i i play skyrim and and you know how long the loading screens are there yeah oh my a lot. god plus, plus with console you can download mods now but it still takes longer so like it's 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 tough yeah. i've i've i have i've experienced a lot of positive physical growth from from playing skyrim and, and that's not something you hear all the time <laughs> yeah what's your uh what's your favorite part about skyrim oh man i i think how immersive you can make it because mm. if you look at my mod loadout, it's all texture. It's it's better lighting, water physics, more grass and nature, and and more creatures, and more NPCs to make it feel like a real thing. Yeah. It still crashes. It still crashes with that stuff. But yeah. I, I think that is like one of my favorite parts, and you can just truly just get lost in it. Um, and you know that that's one of the things. And I think it was one of uh one of like a last line of very very immersive single player experiences before a lot of the microtransactions and and repeated live multiplayer play and um I, that that's one of the reasons i enjoy it you know obviously we had like a uh, red dead redemption 2 um yep. some of the i don't know some of the far cries i mean they really pushed the online competitive co-op and like but and like there there wasn't really a lot of open world games after Skyrim really like it's still if you look at open world games now as like a single player Skyrim is still still in the top 5 of most of those listings that you'll find even if they're updated in 2023 or yeah. and beyond right and GTA is still up there god I, don't even get me started on that talk about like releasing the same the, like literally the same game for like 10 years yep. and they're and now they're they're putting out press releases for for the next gta and they're like you can have an your own functioning backyard in this game and i was like dude i guess i mean <laughs> like yeah like dude yeah. like do you like it's just like and then you know the the map is way bigger, and I'm just like, I mean, yeah, that's cool. It kind of took you 11. It's gonna take you 13 years to to actually put this out. So yeah, you know, it, it's like it's, so it's like how long we it's like how long we waited for this Transformers movie. I still saw it, <laughs> but still, like the wait the wait was way too long. Yeah. That's another one we haven't got. We haven't gotten a good Transformers game in a while. Follow mm -hmm. Cybertron and Follow Cybertron and War for Cybertron was probably like my, my OGs there. We have another one where you're fighting aliens and they're coming. They're they're like, well, we have to repair these old transformers to help us fight this. 
and you're gonna I'm like this is this is not this is yeah, not a good story. I, I don't this no exactly as you as Tim said this ain't it. Like <laughs> I can't like I, I just uh I'm, it's, come on Hasbro I'm literally I'm going to Botcon in August and I'm gonna complain. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going there just to complain. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You're gonna you're yeah. probably gonna roast me for this, but dude, I was such a bad Skyrim player. I would love doing that. Um, what was that cheat? Oh boy, it was like the alchemy enchanting buff. Oh, dude, no, I can compl- I get it. Like I get it. It's just not something that I ever wanted to do because it's yeah. just like. Then I gotta go around and I gotta pick the dusty flower in the corner of the room. And then I gotta go to this city to get another one because and then I gotta wait this long for that one to respawn because it was technically growing from this pot in this inn or pub that I was just at. So then I gotta go back and it, uh, yeah, no, but but I completely get it. That that's one of the ways that a lot of people just go in and just like listen, I'm just gonna be invincible for like most of this quest line. And like I completely understand. But um, you know. You're horrible. You're a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was so fun when I was like 13 or 14 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, I I did it again recently and I was doing it. I was like, you know, I think I would I think I would enjoy just playing through the game, actually. (laughs) You um, yeah. And and, uh, they had was it the 10 year anniversary or 15 year anniversary or something crazy like that. And you're able to download like there's more stuff. There's like goblins and there's like survival mode. And now and and now like all the DLCs just come with the game. So you can just play through all of it. And and that's really cool. You can make your own house in it now. I haven't done that yet because I, you know, my brother, he likes Minecraft. I don't really like Minecraft. Well, you know, I I understand it. And I'm part of the generation that really brought it to fruition really mm-hmm. but i don't want to bring minecraft into like skyrim like let's just keep it like this yeah. is keep minecraft as minecraft um you know god forbid i try to play roblox i'm just kidding I would never, <laughs> never play roblox. i'm not i'm not that no i'm not doing that <laughs> i gotcha I'm... i don't even want to i don't even want to watch fortnite playthroughs if there's builds on i'm just like this is annoying this is just annoying really you don't like the building well, no, it's just because because then it's not even okay. Now, yeah. I, now, now your aim is in question. No, it's just build and build and build. And it's just like okay, yeah, okay. I agree. I agree with that. The watching building on the pro level makes the game way less fun to watch. But Dude. I play and I play with building because uh, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go. Do you play? Have you played as Optimus Prime yet? I'm not. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, it was so funny. So like. For, so so Fortnite just is killing it just with all of their yeah just with all of their skins and and content and when they had a everyone was clowning them on May the 4th because they had uh, a better May the 4th than Star Wars did you know with because with, everyone's just like I guess I'll play Battlefront I guess you know and yeah. and you can you're just like kind of going through Battlefront 2 and it's like look Battlefront 2 is like better now but it's just you know with the launch that rocky it still like stains the hearts and minds of a lot of fans but then you then you go into Fortnite and you can do all this cool stuff you know yep. you can play as like you can like skeet around the map like Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan and then uh-huh. Use the force while in midair, and then go in with lightsabers as a clone, and it's just like, what is going on? And now you can do the same thing as Optimus Prime, dude. Sign me. I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got one of those. I'll eat it right now, live. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So so yeah. The, as far as like the whole sandbox experience, like that, that's really cool. 
it's just you have to play with so many like the learning curve the learning yeah. curve for a game like that and the learning curve for like a lot of these games I, you know we talk to our players about developing different skills in different games like in, in apex or first person shooters in general movement is huge uh because if you can get the guy the other person but while you yourself are moving around and you're not getting hit that's like critical but then you pull up a game like um fortnite where there's so many other skills to master and it's an ever-changing and ever-evolving title you know that that's truly challenging and um, you also just have such a cringy audience now. Yes. <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> I never been screamed at by a 13 year old, but when I do, it'll be the day I play Fortnite more often. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Well, cool. I, I think we got your dreams and goals. Let's go ahead and jump into, uh, you know, what are some skills that you feel like you need to develop to really take esports to the world and be one of the best connectors in the space? I believe that one of mine is learning more about target industries that I want to bring into the space uh, to the same level as if I was truly passionate about those. Like I want, I, I want to learn more about them and learn about not only the biggest players in the space, but also rising actors, investment levels, different turnovers that certain players are having at their employee based, whether C-suite executives are porting over from different organizations and bringing in different resources and, and different skill sets and mindsets, whether this company's ad spend is, uh, is, rising amidst their ad spend is is rising amidst like a loss in revenue or a or while they are rising they're still spending less than they did last year i would like to be more in depth and plugged in to each of the industries that i i want to bring into the space because i believe that 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 research the devil's in the details and, and especially when you're going in and, and just like me you're trying to foresee and paint the picture and develop these campaigns that influence a larger group of people so i think that learning better research skills is something like i i'm i'm happy with where they are now but with the resources at my fingertips i would like to better make use of how my, i'm conducting the research so i think that's the number one skill set i'd like and also uh communication i'm always trying to revise how i'm transferring the knowledge and the background of my industry to people because again let's face it the people the org the the industry i represent is in its infancy you know the it really came into the mainstream recently and the yeah. groundwork was laid in like the late 90s and early 2000s right so i have to showcase the consistent growth i have to showcase really um uh, who who I represent, and I have to do so in terms that people understand. And when I'm in communication with with uh, higher level people at each of these companies who have children or they have grandkids, and they need to understand this and be and have this put into terms that they truly understand, I'm always trying to revitalize and and revise my approach to these people. So research skills and communication is is two things that I that anybody needs to work on but i truly really want to focus on especially this year especially this year yeah yeah i feel you and so what are the highest impact daily actions that will tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals for you waking up early mm. waking up early i because listen i'm i'm that is 
when I can wake up early and take part in my routine in the morning and get into the groove earlier, I'm able to perform higher quality work than I am when I don't, when I don't enact that same routine or, or, you know, and, and I think that's, that's the number one thing and making sure that I focus on the things that I can control as opposed to worrying about the things I can't control, right? So I may be faced with questions in a meeting that I can't immediately answer, but you know, focusing in on what I do know, providing the best answers I can at that point, and then immediately going back to my team and just being like, hey, I, I got stumped with this. And now I won't forget the answers that they give me for this question because I was stumped with that. You know, so taking part in my daily, taking part in that morning routine so that I'm able to better wake up earlier and focusing in on um, things that I can control because it's really, I learned at an early age, it's not really worth stressing over things that you can control and need or, or needlessly stressing. There's a there's a balance point where you can stress a tiny bit about certain things and you can better perform under pressure. Uh, because if you are able to better perform under pressure, you can consistently grow and grow again, you know, no diamond is formed without pressure, that kind of thing. But yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta make sure there's that good balance that you have. So I think, I think those two, it, it definitely helps me tick the needle. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And so waking up early, hitting your routine. Hmm. What is that routine entail for you? Is it like a workout? Is it meditation? Is it reading? Is it? Yeah, no, it, for for me that routine is going to be juicing in the morning so with uh like vegetable juicing i don't mean like you know but um <laughs> i just because he's but, yoked, uh, guys yeah he's exactly yeah i'm 25 and, yeah i'm 25 and natty uh don't worry um <laughs> but you know uh juicing in the mornings working uh, and getting in a, a light breakfast and then going in and working out and usually hitting like a larger body part with some smaller muscle groups. So the, the smaller accessories and then going in from that showering and then putting on fresh clothes and going right into work and, and getting in after that routine is, is probably the best bet. So uh, as far as when I wake up, it's probably going to be around the 5.30 to 6.30 in that window of time. And then really, really getting in the gym probably around like 6.45 or 7. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. solid and how long do you work out for hour 45 minutes you know i it, it is a it, it's it's a truly positive environment so i like to be in there a little bit longer than some people so i'll probably be in there you know two hours in like the morning but i'll i'll go multiple times a day it really doesn't matter to me really you yeah. go multiple times more than two yeah times uh, yeah and, and you know i would encourage anybody to to break up their day with physical activity wh whether it's going to the gym or not i you know take take that 20 minutes away from your desk and you know do do burpees for for 10 minutes and see how you feel you know you or or, or i have a pair of dumbbells right here that i always um i always have and I'll, every time i get up from my desk to like fill up my water bottle or to get food like i'll do curls to failure and do um you know delt raises to failure you know, it's, it's, of no, it's, it's of no negative consequence to me. It only adds to my day, you know, and, and I would encourage, I would encourage anybody to do so. <laughs> don't laugh at, don't laugh at me, Tim. <laughs> Bro, I, honestly, that's epic. I fully support it. And I'm just like, it's so funny that you said it when I get up, <laughs> like, I think I'm an extreme intensive guy, but like, 
when you get up doing curls, what'd you say, delt raises? Yeah, yeah, I, like side laterals. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not shrugs, so side laterals. I got you. Well, no, this this weight's too light to do shrugs. If you're curling and do and, and if you're curling and doing shrugs at the same weight, that you know you got to bring the weight up for shrugs. Yeah. Because sure. you know the range of motion is only this, so you can only it can only grow. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know the four, four forearms, traps, calves. That's probably what everybody skips, and they're the most beneficial. They're the most beneficial. You know traps. I mean, you know, like forearms, it's how you can visually tell if someone's in short sleeves or they roll their sleeves up during like an executive meeting, if they if they take care of themselves or not. The traps make your suits fit better. And your and for for women, it makes your dresses fit a lot better. You know, there's a lot of runway models and stuff like that that want to have the overall proportions to the upper body so that it matches. And traps are a really good way to go. And calves, it's that it's one of the final detail points to make sure that somebody is truly taking a look at their entire physicality and making sure that they tr truly care, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so if you're curling and, and doing shrugs with the same weight, you know, there's, there's a problem there. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and, and plus I'm, I'm in Pittsburgh and this city overall is really good for athletics because first off we have like five or six different universities in, in, in this, in this area, each of them have gyms or D2 or D3 or D1 level athletes. And there's a lot of different bodybuilding and powerlifting gym representation in this city. So yeah. my habits a long time ago switched from let go let's go out to let's get a friend group together and go explore this new gym that you know these ifbb pros or or these old these boxers used to you know bo there's a lot of really good mma and boxing uh turf wars in this city actually it's it's east really? versus west around yeah it's east versus west around here as far as like boxing rivalries yeah it's uh on the i can't remember who's on the east but i know on the west part of pittsburgh it's wolfpack and those those guys are intense. I used to, I knew a couple guys that would go there, and they got kicked out. So I'm just like, if you guys get kicked out, it's oh geez, yeah. like, you guys are crazy, you know. So there's a it is a very healthy and active city. The only the only thing bringing it down is like some of this uh, crazy air quality we're um, experiencing right now. But um, but yeah, this is a truly active city. So you know, a lot of my habits outside of the office. Uh, or, or even team building with, with guys that I work with, I, you know, it's, it's shifted to let's explore this and experience the betterment of the self in, in a healthy environment, as opposed to, oh, you know, let's, let's get a beer every day after work. You know, and I, I'm, I'm not knocking that. It's just, that's not really, that's not the something that I vibe with all the time, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. I got you. Yeah, but you know, and, and Pittsburgh's a, a definitely a cocktail city. You know, I've run I've run whiskey tastings and tequila tastings in this city. Like I've worked in live events and I'm a trained bartender. It's just like it's just you know, you can only have you can only hear so many people order a smoked uh a smoked old fashioned before you're like, all right, I want to leave. Like yep. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. That's cool. Yeah, and wait, and wait, Tim, where are you where are you based out of? Austin, Texas. Oh, okay, okay. So you have like all of like the hipsters and the 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 tech hipsters and stuff like that there, and yeah, and the, and the music and whatnot, right? The tech hipsters, live music every night of the week. You can find oh. live music in multiple oh. places. Yeah. So much fun! <laughs> yeah, I never go. I never. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I I'm not I'm not a true 
Austinite, as they would say. Is there, uh, isn't it like the least walkable city in like the world or something like that? Least walkable city in the world. Is it? Because I heard, I heard, I saw this TikTok the other day. And and this is how you know it's bad because I'm never on TikTok, and and well I saw a re- an Instagram reel that was a TikTok because I'm yeah. an adult, uh because <laughs> and you know this guy was talking about his daily routine in Austin and he's just driving to breakfast and he has to drive to the gas station he has to drive to his office and he has to drive to this thing it's just like, gosh like I can't imagine. I mean, doing. Do you walk a lot of places? Like he walked. Oh here. yeah. I can walk. I can walk everywhere that I'm that I'm near. You know, I yeah. Pittsburgh. Now Pittsburgh has been voted the most walkable city in the country multiple times. So and and also like because I so I've um I've walked from my apartment to the Steelers offices and it's only like three miles. So I and and you know I'll just I just did that on like a Saturday and I was just yeah like, this is like this is I was like this is cool, you know. So I mean yeah so yeah I can. The where I'm at, I can walk. Now I'm originally I'm from the country, so I'm used to not being able to walk around a lot. I'm I'm from uh, outside of Philadelphia in the Bucks County area, so you know they uh, it's it's all country, it's all farms. You know how far I, how, how far would you say is walking distance until it's like oh I can't walk anymore? <laughs> uh, that's true. That is very dependent on the squad that you're hanging out with for sure. Yeah. You know if you're like me and you got flat feet, you got to make sure you, you're wearing the right shoes. Um, I think probably if you're planning it for the whole hangout session, not just like two there, it's, it's gotta be like six miles is probably okay. You know, because then what you're doing is you're just averaging out. That's just like a festival or that's just like Disney, World. you know, yeah. well, actually Disney, Disney world's actually more, but like it, around like six miles, ish is probably the average, uh, or, or that's right around where, you know. And, I, and I've been and look, man, I've been up in my cardio lately, you know, because I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to like look good for the Olympia that's in November. So I uh, I got I got a few months out. But but, you know, walking is has, has helped. Has helped. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny because I feel like we're, I can... we're shifting to so many different things. We are. We are. <laughs> hey, man, okay, I'm here for podcast. it. That's the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know if Austin's the least walkable city. I, I will sure say about that. I would never walk three miles somewhere. So in my head, it is very. Oh well, okay. I I don't mean like ah, you know, I gotta go to the grocery store. I'm gonna walk like three miles. I just mean like <laughs> to an event or to like do something. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, uh, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, yeah. hey, I'll meet you there. Okay, when are you gonna get here? Uh, I don't know. I gotta walk. Google Maps. <laughs> it's a fifteen minute walk. Dude, leave. Like yeah. What? Get an Uber like a normal person. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, oh cool, man. God. Let's let's get back on to the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dreams and goals, skills, character traits. So, what character trait do you feel like you most need to develop right now to make this dream life come true? I think cons- consistency. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is something that when I've been in these periods of consistency, I think that's. I've truly been able to grow in, in the best ways. That's when I've had, you know, the, the most high value meetings, or I've been able to experience such great stepping points in, in my career or at, at different points in my life. And I think that consistency is the one is, is one of the things that I'm going to work for. And that feeds into the, the other goal, the, uh, the other traits and the other things that I was talking about with communication and with research, like the consistency of setting aside time to research specific things about each industry or setting aside time to um, discuss with, 
people that I work with or higher ups that I that I work with about how was my how did I rep best represent myself and what are things that I need to work on, and the consistency of looking into the self with how I can do better, and and putting that into actionable steps. So so that's definitely what um, character trait that I would like to develop more. Yeah. Gotcha. And if there were one or two people you could meet right now, this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you? Hmm. I mean, from the innovation side, it's got to be it's got to be Jeff Bezos. Just to be, just because someone like that who has consistently been able to stay ahead of the curve, and whether it's investing decisions, uh, decisions on what companies are going to acquire, uh, those kinds, they have all they it brought them to such a you know lucrative point, but it, it also brought him to to such a. a point in that transcends just books or just transcends each individual industry and it changed everything so meeting such a disruptive individual like that and then person number two perhaps uh travis mccallan travis mckinnon uh, travis mccallan the guy who invent who who brought who was the original ceo of uber someone who was so unrelenting in their quest for domination of and creation of he another guy who was disruptive he created the whole ride sharing industry really and he was someone who didn't give up even if there was different people standing in his way and you know he did get and you know to his degree he did get kicked out of uber but now he's doing so many other like interesting things with his career and he's still bringing that same intensity you know i think that the intensity creativity and the the ability to be um someone who is just truly disruptive to and make waves those those are some of the characteristics that i really i, I strive for and those are people that are that are just in like some of my some of the people that i follow or or aspire to emulate right yeah. whether it's whether it's looking at historical figures that were disruptive in their and and in their battle strategy, like Alexander the Great, you had somebody that young leading those many people, and he led from the front. He didn't lead from the back, right? He had battle scars and broken ribs from from all the times he engaged from the front. Um, you know, Genghis Khan leading, you know, constantly being able to keep your people moving and motivated to to better defend and expand your territory. And th there are things to be learned from these kinds of figures. And in the modern age, I feel like those two guys really emulate some of those some of those characteristics in, in the business world. Obviously, we don't have like traveling warlords and stuff like that that are like yeah. have 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 good PR teams. <laughs> I noticed they, they they exist, but they don't have good PR teams. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so so we don't have. Yeah, yeah, my podcast canceled. No, <laughs> we, um, we, it's um, what, what, what is that movie like? Team America, World Police, and they meet like Somalian pirates, and then he's just like, uh -huh, he's, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, we we won't go further. I don't want to get canceled. All right, but, uh, <laughs> but I think like Jeff Bezos and and you know Travis from um, I think those are two people that really really. Are, are people that I would like to meet and kind of emulate the the positives and the best parts of their character and and their overall skill set. I think those are for sure two people in, in that are alive. Solid. What yeah. um, 
put on your Jeff Bezos and Travis McAllen hat. What would you do to disrupt the gaming industry right now if you had all the resources you needed at your disposal? Oh, easy. I would start to run uh, events and content directly through Discord and completely destroy the need for uh, for Kick and Twitch. You think Discord could take over Twitch? You could do all the same things on there. But you can make it so that it's in... You can make those communities invite only and you can also make it so that they're truly interactive and you can make it so that the fans can be a part of different groups different communities within communities yeah. you know you can you, you know so yeah oh oh yeah totally discord but isn't discord kind of glitchy and laggy like i feel like it like i tried to share screen some anime with a friend one time and i don't think it let me do that it is the most advanced and accessible metaverse experience that currently exists to the free market and to individual users on a free basis. Now, obviously they have their Nitro account and, you know, I experienced some lag issues when we're on meetings. I mean, you know, my company, like our, our full messaging platform, like we just exist on discord and, you know, one of, I've experienced lag on um, when, like sometimes we're, we're in meetings and then, like, I'll, I'll leave and then I'll come back and it's fine. So, yeah, I do understand that there's glitches. But this is a uh, – we're talking about a social media network that is getting millions of users every week. And yeah. is and it is the main reason – you can quote me on this. It is the main reason why Meta Meta's, uh, Meta's uh, Metaverse project and Apple's Vision Pro are losing out on millions of dollars in virtual reality spend – because they have failed to realize that in the metaverse, it doesn't have to just be people that live in virtual reality headsets all the time. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't live in AR or VR all day, every day of the week or, or, or XR, um, extended reality. And, you know, the, the metaverse really starts on those, those simple groups that you create on your phone. And then it starts with, okay, let's, let's make a chat. Okay. Now you guys come to my server. I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on right now. Okay. Let's watch a couple of videos. I'm just going to, I'm wrapping up work. Okay. I'm, I'm done. Do you guys want to uh, stay on here and we can game together for a little bit? Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're done gaming now with like different plugins available in discord, you know, we'll be able to, and, and this is something that, that I've already seen, um, but with the different modules that are available to discord, you'll be able to influence your own reality through the usage of these plugins you know just like with uh you know just like how chat with their premium version you can activate on different uh modules and plugins that chat can integrate with discord's the same way um and not to give away <laughs> not to give away too much but we're in discussions with people to make it so that discord is able to alter the physical landscape as well and truly benefit people you know so so yeah if 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 i had the resources and um i would just rush that whole process now yeah i'll just do it now because then i bring because then i bring everything straight to you i bring everything and all of the options are straight at your fingertips truly i can make it so that games can launch directly in discord straight to the fans i can make it so that content creators can start streaming and they're right all their fans are right there and they're yeah. live yeah. You know, and it's not like Twitch where there's it's kind of like uh, Twitch acts as that third party with Discord. It's more direct, yeah. you know, and that's that's where I, that's where I take it. Hopefully, hopefully this is one of the clips that you use because then it's just like, boom, that's that's my mic drop moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Solid, man. Solid. Yeah. Well, cool, man. We're going to jump to limiting beliefs. We've got about two minutes left. We're going to run through it real quick. You ready? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Actually, first, we're going to ask you one of the thriving three questions, and that is, what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet and work with Jeff Bezos or Tra Travis McCallum? I think that it's – oh, man, that's a tough one. I think that it's utilizing different professional resources that I have, such as, you know, LinkedIn or, or some of the other professional resources that we have as a company to begin to penetrate those tech bubbles and those conversations that they exist in and those groups that they are a part of and, and help to elevate my company so that we're brought up to that same level so that I'm standing at shoulder to shoulder with those guys, as opposed to just being from the bottom and like kind of crawling my way up there. I, I would rather, you know, I would rather raise up this company and those who I am a part of and the team through the usage of, uh, you know, consistency and, and focusing on those things that I can control and actionable steps in that point, such as, you know, writing down the things that I'm going to do and crossing them off and then expanding that list when I'm, when I'm finished with that one and not just taking, Oh, I'm done this. I'm going to take it off for the day, but you know, keep going. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the, that's the, my verbose way of saying that's how I want to get to Jeff Bezos, Travis McKinnon, you know, that that's probably the way. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, there's this, uh, in addition to accessing your professional resources and kind of getting up there as a company, there's this book out there called Giftology. And there's this method of reaching people who a dude on my podcast named Steve Bazogany said that he could get anybody to meet anybody based on this gifting strategy and this marketing campaign. And so it might be something you want to look at. I can send you that podcast episode. Yeah. Um, please. But yeah, it's uh it might be a cool way to meet Jeff or Travis. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm Perhaps. uh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll when I meet Travis, I'll try to lead with TK because that's apparently the the nickname he had when he worked at Uber. I don't know how that I don't know how that'll work, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. he's, doing, he's doing crazy stuff now, dude. He's got he's got a startup that's worth billions. He's doing stuff with like the Saudi uh, uh, sovereign wealth fund. Like he's doing he's consulting that. Yeah, he's consulting the Saudis and stuff. Oh yeah, he's doing uh, all kinds of crazy. Saudis stuff. just have all the money. Yeah, they're, they're so I'm, hey they're they're helping to grow the. Well, they, I mean, you know, you've got all those, you've got all a bunch of rich guys who pull their money together to benefit all of them, you know, so it's just going to grow and grow and grow because they invest in everything. And they true, they take that investing mentality that old men have of, hey, just diversify your, your assets so you can invest in a little bit of everything. And they just take it to the nth degree, you know, so, so they're hey, like over in the Middle East, over in Saudi Arabia, over in Dubai, like they're, they're helping to grow esports on that side. Um, I, I, they also pretty much bought golf, like the yeah. sport of golf, <laughs> like PGA merged with them, you know, kind of soccer. Yeah. Too. I, oh yeah. 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 That, uh, world cup was, was crazy. People are like intense and stuff like that. That's insane. God. Well, cool, man. Um, yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll just end it there. We're kind of at time and I don't want to push you too much past the a lot no, of time. no you're good no dude you're good you're good i'm you know i uh i clear i mean i cleared my evening for this so like i got you oh solid all right you got four more hours no, I'm just no hey I'm, dude 
<laughs> no, no, I'm totally kidding. No, no, I'd have to split that into like five episodes. Hey, I'm here but, for it. Yeah, is there as anything you, else? as long as you tag me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? You know, I feel like we were able to dive into um a lot of what I wanted to talk about. You know, I think um I think one thing I want to impress upon, you know, perhaps you or your audience is that I'm representative of a huge culture shift in, in overall competitive entertainment. And that is shifting towards like uh, digital and, and things digital and virtual and, and kind of telling the merit of your own worth through the character that you're able to represent on a virtual stand. You know, I've met with influencers who play a character when they're streaming content, but they're a completely different person, but in real life. And, but that character that they play has, has brought them to such levels and such great lengths uh, of success. So I think that this is a space that I'm really towing the balance between what is in the digital realm and what is in the physical world that um, you need to pay attention to. And that's where like the health and wellness comes in because from the physical side, if you're, if you're not taking care of how you're best able to represent yourself in the digital space, you're not going to be able to be a part of that new revolution, right? You, you can't really be part of the, the future if you, you can't even handle your past and you can't even change from your past. So I think, yeah, probably, probably that's something that I can leave off on. <laughs> Here we go. I think that's yeah. another mic drop moment. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Liam, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Tim, thank you so much for having me, man. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Liam had to say, make sure to check him out. All the links to do so will be down in the show. Where should they check you out? You know, you can check out nights.gg uh, or any of our social medias are, are linked there. You'll see me in the videos that we posted on like Instagram. I've, I've done videos with our guys before. Um, but you can also feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's just Liam Brown nights and you can just search that up on LinkedIn and you'll find me. I'm like the first person that shows up and you know, either on our website or on LinkedIn. And I'd love to hear from everybody. I'd love to make new connections and, and further bring people together as we've been talking about. There we go. Well, check him out. His LinkedIn will be down in the show notes. The website will be down in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another show.